Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Game on! Game on! Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins lose in overtime to the Rangers on Saturday night, and Fabian Lysel records an assist in his Vancouver Giants debut. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, the Boston Bruins dropped a heartbreaker on Saturday night. Um, David David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, and Patrice Bergeron are back at it again for another season, all, all scoring in the first period, but the Bruins fell to the New York Rangers 4-3 to three in overtime, and I got to tell you, that was a heartbreak. That was, that was a tough loss. Now, I know it's only preseason, but I, I, I really think that was a tough loss because they had the momentum going in the game. I thought for sure that this game was going to be a complete blowout, but guess what? It wasn't, and there were some mistakes, yes, but one of the big surprises for, for this upcoming season, I, I wouldn't really say a surprise, but you know, to have a power play with Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, Taylor Hall, and Charlie McAvoy, that's going to be one hell of a power play, if you ask me, coming up this season. So I expect the power play to be really good this year. I don't I really didn't pay attention to what the second power play unit was. I was more focused in on this power play unit. So who knows what this power play unit is going to be able to you know produce. You know, are they going to you know, are they going to be is this line going to be or this unit going to be really good? Are they going to suck? Is Cassidy going to juggle this around and make some changes throughout the season? Of course he is. But I kind of I have a feeling that there's going to be the power play is going to be one of the top power plays in the league this year. Now, they did lose and I got to tell you that bonehead mistake on the part in overtime was got to be got to be one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen. Now, I get it. You know, you can go both you could go both ways on this. You can go out and you can blame Pasternak for passing the puck back to Allmark. Now, all right, you can blame him. You can blame Allmark for giving up the puck, you know, in overtime for the overtime winner. So, you know, that's stuff they gotta work on. That's stuff they have to work on. Now you have to realize, you know, it's only preseason, but still. Pasternak should have been smart enough to hold on to the puck. He should have just skated around with the puck while they while they went for a while they went for a line change or whatever was happening instead of passing it back to Allmark and Allmark making a mistake. Now I know a lot of people are probably saying, "Well, Allmark, you know, this is why the Bruins are paying you know this this big con- this contract to a guy who's going to be the backup." And I understand that. I completely understand that. I mean, I really think that Swayman should be the guy. 
he should be the guy to to be the number one goalie until, or at least the, or at least be the start. You know, at least get a couple of starts before Rask comes back. Because after the game, I was like, I was wondering, you know, when is when is Tuka when is he going to come back? You know, because I have a feeling that the goaltending in the beginning of the season isn't going to be what we expected. Unless Omark all of a sudden, you know, you know, you know, lights a fire under his butt and he plays really well. So who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen with the goaltending? And, you know, the other question mark, of course, is the um, is the second line center. Now, Stanika, in all the preseason games he's played, has looked good. He has looked good. He got another chance to center Taylor Hall and Craig Smith again. And he looked he looked at home between those between those two guys. He looked good, you know. So I would actually I would actually give him the opportunity, you know, to start the season as that number two center. You know, Charlie McAvoy and not Charlie Ma- Charlie Coyle, God, Charlie Coyle. You know, he's 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 basically on the shelf. He's not playing that many games. I don't even know if he's going to be playing in tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. So it's going to be interesting to see what the opening night roster is going to be and what the what the lines are going to look like moving forward. Because right now, Jack Stanika is my guy at center ice. Not Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle is probably going to be sitting there as, as your third line center. As far as the fourth line, I, I that one's still up for grabs. So it's going to be interesting to see what the line combinations are going to be because there's a lot of guys in there that actually have a chance to not only make the big club but could, you know, stay here. You know, not get sent down or anything else. But Stanika has, in the last couple of games, he's actually opened up my eyes to saying, hey, this guy could probably be a legit number two center. If they give him the opportunity, I mean, you know, what what's going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen with Charlie Coyle yet. I mean, he right now he's on the shelf because of an injury. I mean, he did skate in pre in um in a camp and stuff like that. He's skating, which is important, but still, where where is his? What is his? Um, you know, what's his status going to be for the season? You know, is he going to be missing games here and there and stuff like that? So, you know, it's going to be interesting. Now, the other guy, talking about a th- the third line, you know, the third line is going to be Jake DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque has has played really well himself. So there are quite a few guys in camp in these preseason games who have really turned it up. And I expect a big season from Jake DeBrusque. I expect a bounce back for DeBrusque. He's going to bounce back. You know, hopefully he'll be able to put in 20, 25 goals. You know, I'm not, that's probably a high expectation. But still, I think that DeBrusque should be able to put in at least, at least 20 goals. Because he's played really well. So there's quite a few guys who have played really well, you know, in the, in the, um, in the preseason that actually have a chance at cracking the lineup. You know, being a regular in the lineup and not being a healthy scratch. You know, there's plenty of guys on the, you know, who have been participating in the on the on the roster this for these preseason games who are very well going to be healthy scratches. There's going to be some guys who are going to be sent down to Providence. 
but I have a feeling that Jackson Nika is going to have a pretty good season if he stays at that number two spot. And Jake DeBrusque, he's going to be, he's going to have a bounce back year. All right. Last year, to be honest, you might as well just throw last year last year out because of COVID and all this other stuff. You know, he I have a feeling he's going to have a big year if he play. And now here's the thing: who's he going to play? Who's going to be his center? I have a feeling it should be Charlie Coyle because he played pretty well with Charlie Coyle. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those guys. Um, you know, as far as you know you know, how much these guys are going to, you know, how these guys are going to perform. Now, you're probably, you're probably saying to yourself, well, Kurt, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about either, but still, you know, I have a feel, you know, with David, um, David Krejci gone and let's face it, David Krejci is out of here. He's gone. He's, I don't even think he's ever coming back to the Bruins because he just sold his house in Boston. So I don't even think he's actually thinking about coming back to Boston right now. Not if you sell your house. If you sell your house, you're you're done. You're gone. So he sold his house. So I believe that he's not going to be here. Okay? So David Krejci's not coming back. Look at the future. I'm saying Jack Stanique is your number two guy. Charlie Coyle is your number three guy. And maybe I don't know who's going to be your number four guy. I mean... I have no idea who's going to be the number four guy. But the other question is defense. Now, defense, I mean, I think everybody's worried about the defense, too. I have no problem with defense. You know, you got Brandon Carlo back there. You got Grizzlick. You got Charlie McAvoy back there. You have late addition last year was uh, Mike Riley was in there. And Mike Riley played really well last year down the stretch for the Bruins after he was, um, after he came to Boston, you know. Um, another guy in there is Derek Forbert, who's been playing with uh, who's been playing with Charlie McAvoy. You got another guy in there with um, Bra- uh, Brady Lyle. So the, the the defense looks really good. I mean, you have those core Bruins players from last year. You know, you have Carlo, you have Grizzlick, you have McAvoy, you have Riley. So those other two spots, you know, you know, you still you know you still have Zaboral sitting there too. So. You know who knows what's the what the defense is. You know the defense is fine. I think the defense is fine. You know you got guys back. You know you guys you got guys back there that have NHL experience, way a lot of NHL experience. So I think they're not. I think defense is going to be pretty good. All right, the forwards are going to be fine. You know you're going to you know other guys that are there are Trent Frederick, who I'm very high on. He he kind of reminds me of a Lucic there. So he could be on your fourth line. Um, other guys, you know, sitting there were, you know, Curtis Lazar, who who could be your third, fourth line center. You know, Trent Frederick would be another. Trent Frederick is actually a center. So, you know, but you could probably play him on the wing. You know, Carson Kuhlman, it comes back. I don't know why they're wasting money on him. So who knows what's what's happening with, with this, you know, what's going to happen with the rest of the roster. But we do know that, one of those guys, um, a, a career career Providence, a career baby B, Jack Seneshin, was placed on waivers. So, you know, crossing your fingers that maybe this guy doesn't get it. This guy ha- has gotten so many breaks with the Boston Bruins. 
I think this was a good move on the Bruins to send him down, have him go through waivers, and hopefully somebody pick him up. And speaking of the future of the Bruins, Fabian Lysel scored, um, not scored, but recorded a, I believe he recorded a, let's see, uh, he recorded an assist in his Vancouver Giants debut. So it's going to be interesting to follow this kid's career down there in, in the WHL. And one of the things that, you know, surprised me was, well, I'm not really surprised, but you know, a lot of people were talking that, oh, he's not, he's going to play in Providence. He's going to play, you know, he's, he's not going to go back over to Europe. He's going to play in Providence. Then he's going to play over in Vancouver. I think Vancouver is a good place. They hold his right. They hold his junior rights. So it's a good thing that he's playing over there. It's going to be fun, fun to figure out, you know, fun to watch him play or see what he does out there as far, as far as, um, you know, his junior career here in the in North America. And you have to wonder, you know, maybe by the end of their season, he, he comes to Boston. Does he do that? You know, what's going to happen in, you know, with next year? Is he going to go play junior again? I mean, the kid's only 18 years old. You know, is he going to continue to play another year junior? Does he play here in Boston at the end of the season, get called up at the end of the season when their season's done and play in Boston next year or in Providence? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with with this kid, and it's going to be really inter- you know to see what happens with this uh, with Fabian Lysel, and you know see where he stands at the end of the year. I mean, I think it would be awesome if he if Vancouver ended their season uh, a little bit on the early side, and you know Lysel came to Boston and really lit up lit it up uh, during the um, during down the stretch and for the playoffs. That's if the Bruins make the playoffs, okay? You know, I still think I I'm still still thinking that the Rangers and the it's those wild card spots are going to come down to the Rangers, the Bruins, and possibly Philly. So, you know, that's if they make the playoffs. I mean, they could be sitting out of a playoff spot by the time Tuca comes back, and if Tuca comes back healthy, ready to go. Watch a turnaround, because that's when that's when the Bruins will turn turn the season around. When to if they're having, let's just say they're playing 500 hockey through Christmas, and Tuca comes back and they start playing way better. They not only make the playoffs, but they probably. I mean, could they crack that top three in the division? They could, if you know, barring any injuries or anything like that. You know, maybe they could, but I see a I. This is a to me. This is a wild card team right now. I mean, unless the power that new power play unit gets going, then maybe maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong every single time. Okay, but I have a feeling that 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 the Bruins are going to be a wild card team, not a top three team. Not when you have Tampa. Not when you have, you know, Florida. Florida looks good, you know, and then you still have the Islanders in there too. So that that's basically your top three, and then it's all going to be a battle for that last. It's going to be a battle, or the not the island. Well, the Islanders are going to be the top three in the division. Wow, Islanders! Whoa, uh, the I you know the top three in the in the um, in the division are going to be Tampa. I have a feeling it's going to be Tampa, Florida, and Toronto. 
Yes, I said Toronto. I believe that maybe Toronto will probably turn it around this season and possibly. I mean, you got you got to think though. You know, we didn't get it really. We didn't get a good chance to see any of these. You know, we didn't get a chance to see Montreal last year. We didn't get a chance to see, you know, um, Ottawa last year. I mean, Ottawa's still gonna stink, but still, you know, we didn't get a chance to see Toronto. You know, so I have a feeling that Toronto's actually gonna be one of those top three teams. Now, I did say the Islanders; they're in the other division, and the top di- division. You know, and being the tops in the division there, along with Carolina. So, but still, you know, I don't think that this Bruins team is going to be, you know, one of those top three. They're going to be a wild card and they're going to be fighting it out between, you know, it could come, you know, it's, I know that the Rangers are going to, you know, that the Rangers are going to be in the mix, even though they've screwed up their team. You know, you, you know, you get, you know, you have a player that gets beat up by Tom Wilson and now you got to bring in a goon that can't score. I'd rather bring in somebody who can actually score goals and fight right now. I mean, I used to be all into the whole enforcer thing and, you know, got to bring, you know, you got to bring in a Marty McSorley or a Lyndon Byers. But now the game has changed. So, and the guys are a lot quicker. The guys are, you know, a lot bigger. So, you know, I don't see, I don't see why the Rangers made, you know, made those moves. They, they should have just left, left everything alone. I mean, Firing your president and your general manager? Come on. You know, that's gotta be a that's gotta be the dumbest move. And you know, and then you bring in you bring in a bunch of goons because one of your guys got beat up by Tom Wilson last season. I don't know. But I still think the Rangers are gonna be making a push for that for that wild card, one of those wild card spots. The Bruins will be one of them. Philadelphia's gonna be one of them. Washington could either easily be in there. You know, you could throw Pittsburgh in there, even though I think Pittsburgh's going to probably finish in the top of the division, you know, with the Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes. So who knows what's going to happen with 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 the wild card spot. But I don't think the Boston Bruins are a wild are a um, are a top three team. They're more of a wild card team unless that priest at least unless the preseason, not the preseason, unless the power play could get going here. Because that power play, like I said, I saw that power play unit on the ice. I said, oh, this is going to be a good power play. I mean, having the only thing, the only thing I would change is possibly putting, um, because right now the top, your front, while I was watching this game, your front, your front three were Pasternak, Hall, and Marshawn with Bergeron and, and um, McAvoy on the back end. And I'm saying to myself, why wouldn't you put, why wouldn't you put, um, you know, Bergeron up front? But you know, then again, you want to put, you know, and maybe put Marshawn on the back end, or somebody, you know, or even or even Hall on the back end. But I have a feeling that's going to be a pretty decent power play unit, and I, I hope that they're one of the. T- I hope that the Bruins actually have the one of the top power plays in the league. So we're it's going to be a fun it's going to be fun to watch. Um, they do have a preseason game tonight against Philly at seven o'clock. That game will be on Nesson, and then Wednesday night against the Washington Capitals. So it's going to be it's going to be fun to see you know 
you know, what's what's going to happen in the next two two preseason games? You know, are we just going to see the regular, you know, set lineup tonight? Um, our, our, is, um, is Marshawn Bergeron and Pasternak, are they going to stay up in Boston? Are they going to stay up in Boston? And some of these other guys are going to play the road games. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. And hopefully on, you know, by next week, we'll actually have some set lines and we'll know what's going to go on. You know, we'll, we know what's, this, what this team's going to look, finally look like, you know, we know that. You know, we know that Tuca's not here right now. You know, he still has to be signed. He still has to be, um, he still has to um, recover from his surgery. And apparently he's doing really well. So until he gets on the ice, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. You know, that day when he hits the ice, well, when he signs his contract and hits the ice at Warrior and we see what he could do and if he's feeling good, I have a feeling that a lot of Bruins fans are going to be wanting him back by the time he's ready to go because I have a feeling that the goaltending, I mean, I'm not knocking Jeremy Swayman. He played really well last season, you know, in his when his time in the net. So, I expect him to be he is the future, but you know, he's he's not quite there yet. I don't feel like he's quite there yet. Allmark still has some stuff to prove since he was in Buffalo. You know, so who knows? Maybe, maybe being with a contending team might change his, you know, might change stuff around for him. So, but I still, I still think the weakness is going to be that, that goaltending, you know, Swayman, Swayman's the future. Yes, he's the future. I know we all know that, but still there's going to be, there's still got to be some growing with this kid. You know, I expect some growing pains with this kid as you know, the season rolls on and, as far as Allmark goes, you know, you have this, you, you signed him as a, as a four, I believe it's a $4 million backup or something or $5 million backup for four years. So, you know, he's your, he's, he, he's either, he's either going to be your really expensive backup or your number one guy. And right now I'm thinking maybe they got to go with, as far as if, if I was Cassidy right now, I would say Swayman's going to be my number one guy. Omark will be the number two, and then when Rask comes back, we we do something. And but the thing is, though, that means that possibly Swayman's gonna go down to the Swayman's gonna go back to Providence when Rask comes back, no matter what. So my guess is that Cassidy's gonna end up playing Omark a little bit more than than Swayman, which is perfectly fine by me. But as long as Omar doesn't make bonehead mistakes like he did on Saturday night, I think we'll be good. Hopefully he got all that out of his system and he won't make any stupid mistakes. So, but here's the other thing that has been that has been on my mind. What if now you know all the all the fans got down on Allmark for making that blunder, you know, giving up the puck in overtime. But what if it was Swayman? What if it was Swayman? Would people would 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 there be negative anything negative said about him? Would there be anything positive, you know, any positives said about him? I that's a tough one because you know Swayman Jeremy Swayman's getting all this love, you know. Oh, he's the future, you know. You know, screw to you know Tukas doesn't shouldn't be here anymore. We have Swayman is the franchise, you know, is going to be the franchise goalie. Everything he's the future. 
And I'll be honest, he's not the future yet. He's not the future yet. Okay? You know, Tuca, Tuca still, Tuca, I mean, even though he's not under contract, he's still here. All right? Even though he's not under contract, he is coming back. Unless, you know, he has a setback with his injury or anything, he's still here. All right? So it's not time for Jeremy Swayman yet. All right? Because Tuca time isn't over yet. All right? It's just a little bit of a setback. Okay? And you have Olmark here who's signed a big contract as a backup. And, you know, he's fighting for the number one spot. You know, he could be the number one guy. We don't know what's, we don't know what the situation is right now. You know, he, you know, watching tonight, you know, who knows? Maybe Jeremy Swayman is, it gets to start tonight. You know, maybe, Jer, you know, and, and then Omar gets to start on Wednesday. So who knows? We don't know what's going to, we, that's the main focus for me. I know a lot of people are probably saying, oh, the main problem is the number two center. No, the number two center, I think, is all is, is set in, is set with Stanika for now. But right now, the goaltending is a big question mark. I'm not, I don't have high hopes coming into this, at least until Tuca comes back, you know, high hopes for this season. I honestly don't have any as far as the goaltending goes. Because he... Those yes, I know you know those they're they're just kids and everything else, but still you know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see who's gonna come out on top when you know by the time and then by the time Tuca comes back you know who are they gonna go with you know I mean basically Jeremy Swayman is just here is just gonna be here for the for it's just a temporary fix until Tuca comes back and that's I agree with that. You know, send the kid back down and have him start some games for Providence. Because I think that the Providence, even even starting a few games in Providence is going to be good for the kid. Because I'd rather have him be the starting goaltender in Providence than back up, you know, have to be the number three guy or even back up Tukov down the rest of the way. You know, because we all know that he's probably going to be backing up Olmark. Because you're not going to pay a guy a lot of money to sit on to ride the pine, no way. But still, you know, Allmark and Swayman combination. I don't have high hopes in the early on in the season, unless you know, you know. Hopefully, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong here, and you know, both of them will will surprise us, you know, and have a great first part of the season. And guess what? The Bruins don't have won't. Maybe, maybe the Bruins, maybe they they have such a great first half of the season that when it comes time for Tuca to sign, they don't they decide not to sign him. That could be a possibility. But this team isn't making the playoffs without a veteran elite goaltender like Tuka Rask. I don't see Jeremy Swayman leading this team to a Stanley Cup yet. The same with Olmark. I mean, we still don't know what Olmark you know what Olmark has after playing in Buffalo. You know, we don't know we don't know what those what any of those players playing in Buffalo are capable of because it's Buffalo. So it's gonna be interesting. Now there's nothing new speaking of Buffalo, there's nothing new on the Jack Eichel front. I haven't seen anything going on with him other than they stripped him of stripped him of his C. He failed his um he failed his physical, so who knows what's ca- we haven't heard I haven't seen anything on, on his on his status. 
So he, we don't know what's happening in Buffalo. So who knows what's going to happen there. So it's going to be an, it's going to be an interesting season, you know, in the NHL. Of course, you have Seattle coming in, you know, they have a new arena. The Islanders have their new arena and they're both going to be on the road for a while. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a really interesting season if you're a Boston Bruins fan. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can also and you can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And if you're interested in, interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.